Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome to another episode of the New Grad Radio podcast. The podcast following the experiences of a new graduate nurse starting into the intensive care unit. So the time has come. I'm starting to care for patients on vasopressors and inotropes. I know, it's exciting. <laughs> you can't quite tell, I absolutely love it. I've been looking forward to this moment for a while now. I finally feel as if I've got to that next level. Um, it's super exciting that I passed my CPAT a few weeks ago now and I've started to care for patients who are on these um, pretty hardcore meds. Um, they're obviously very sick, the patients who uh, are on uh, medications such as like noradrenaline, dopamine, uh, especially they're the two that I've been caring for mostly so far, but they've certainly got a few more than that. Um, so I guess I'll just talk about my experiences of, of caring for these patients so far. Um, I expected it to be this really big thing. I think everyone plays it up in their heads as if it's going to be really hectic when you care for patients on on these type of medications. But if anything, I found it almost a bit anticlimactic. You know, I was I was excessively, um, you know, just really hyper vigilant on on my patients on these couple of days that I've cared for these for these patients. Um, you know, really seeing as if, oh, how, how quickly do I titrate up and down on, on the NORAD, for example? Um, but I guess that's the first thing I started to, to figure out was, you know, why exactly are these patients on these medications? You know, how long are they into their stay? Uh, and for what reason do they have it going? Um, and so the first day I was caring for a patient who's come off of uh, an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest. And so this patient was on uh, a combination of noradrenaline and dopamine. And so the question I had in my head was, because it was pretty soon after the event, um, day two, so thinking about, you know, reducing the rate of these medications uh, in preparation for potential extubation. And so in my head, I'm starting to think, okay, like, which one should... Because I said, you know, titrate down and start working your way towards getting off of them. And the question I had in my head was, you know, which one should I be going down first? And that really comes to play of what exactly are the patient on there for? So, for example, you start learning about the medications singularly. So you start learning that noradrenaline is mainly going to be acting upon... Uh, the alpha receptors so it's going to really be playing in terms of vasoconstrictive effects well then you get more towards with the dopamine then you start learning you know what are the different levels i guess you'd say of of the dopamine so at very low levels it's mainly hitting upon um your, your renal effects and then you start getting more in the the midway so medium sort of dose you start hitting more of your, your alpha and beta receptors. Sorry, you hit more towards your, your beta 1 and beta 2. But then you start having big doses, and that's when you can start hitting not only the renal aspect, but also your, your beta 1 and beta 2. But then you also hit your alpha uh, receptors as well. So it's really important to understand how these medications are working in the bodies, even down to the level of you know, the, the receptors in which they're working upon. So that's when I started to realize, okay, you know, I can really start, I can start titrating down on the, the noradrenaline first, um, because that's really, that's your, your, that's your constrictor effect. 
now started seeing that her blood pressure was still within normal limits and it was, it was playing all right with me. And that's when the doctor said, okay, you can start turning off the dopamine. Um, and then I had another patient the other day. So unlike this first patient, it was day two and blood pressure is starting to be okay and we look at extubating, this other patient was a little bit more prolonged in their stay. Um, the, if anything, I had to keep going up on the noradrenaline because her blood pressure just wasn't playing, wasn't playing the game. Um, you're trying to maintain a map, so mean arterial pressure above 65. That was my low limit. And throughout the day, pretty much on the hour, every hour, I'm needing to, to keep turning that the norad up. And I, obviously I kept really up with the doctors and my buddies because again, it's something very new and you need to be making sure that you're doing the right thing. So you're looking at fluid and if fluid isn't really doing it so far, you don't want to keep drowning someone in fluid, but making sure that you know they're not becoming hypotensive because they're, they're dry, um, that wasn't the case. So. I just kept going up with the, the NORAD on, on the advice of my buddies and on the, the doctors. And it was, it was quite sad, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't working. And that's the case that you do have to be pretty hypervigilant because her blood pressure just was a bit, bit unstable. But I guess that's the thing with the, the NORAD and the, the vasopressors and inotropes is that it's awesome now caring for them at this stage. Um, at, by now, you know, this, you know, after the three month period of my CPAP, I'm starting to have all of my cares all sorted for. I know the rhythm of the ICU. I know what needs to be done at what stages. I've started to really be exposed to a wide gamut of medications. So it's not as scary anymore when you've got these different meds coming up because you know, I know how to find the information fairly quickly that I need. Uh, I can clump my cares together exceptionally well and I can start getting ahead of the game. Um, so now, all that sort of stuff is becoming a bit more autonomous. Now I can really start focusing on the things that I don't know during that time. And now that's where the, I, can be, I can be a bit more hypervigilant when it comes to the blood pressure and really be focusing on my, my NORAD or whatever, whatever might be running in that regards because the other stuff is sort of getting done ahead of, ahead of time, if you know what I mean. So I'm not thinking about everything at once like I was right at the beginning of my graduate year. Uh, over time, I'm starting to develop, you know, the ability of things are becoming a bit more autonomous and I can start looking at things that I don't know and, and start focusing on them a bit more. So I hope this has helped in a way. Like it's sort of just getting into the mindset of, of a grad and where I'm up to now, starting to care for these patients. I haven't had too many patients yet on these, on these vasopressors dinotropes. I've had some pretty sick patients of late, but nothing that's required that so far. But um, the more experiences I have, uh, to these patients that I'll definitely be talking more about in the future. So I hope you like this sort of introductory sort of episode to these, to these um, inotropes and vasopressors. There's certainly a lot more, and, and that's something I've got as well. Like I'm starting to make a little list of how these medications are, are acting on the body and in what instances are we using these medications. And I'm about to print out a little tiny little cheat sheet in a way. I'm going to have it on my belt. Um, to look at just to know that you know these particular medications act upon these particular you know um, receptor sites uh, and what sort of dosage um, are normal as well so I'll keep you informed about that so have an awesome day guys and talk to you next time